When you're deep in a dark dungeon and the cleric's down and dying And you've taken all the potions you had left And you feel like you are doomed because that demon you set loose is coming after you And you can smell its breath Don't ever give up Hello, welcome to Real Point Exchange. This is Adam, and joining me today are my illustrious co-hosts. Noah. Uh, Patrick. And Nathan. And have you guys recovered yet from Gen Con? Mm. I have. I uh, I got... Uh, I, the card got me uh, this year. It got me. Go on without me. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's been, like, what, a week and a half now? So, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm over it. Phew. I got a slow burn on it. I was sleeping about 10 hours a day there for a while. <laughs> Feeling like shit. Wow. I, I've I've managed to avoid con crud, not only at Gen Con, but most of my con-going experiences, it seems. So, hooray for that. I got sick, but also, before I left Gen Con, I ran into Ross Payton, and you, we ran into uh, Noah, we ran into mm-hmm. each other at the same time. And he asked me if I, I was sick because he was sick. So I don't know. There was something there. It, it got him. It got me. It got several. I'll, I'll, seventy-five thousand people like Stuffed in a, a small convention center. <laughs> yeah, but you it's know not that's small. It's just still a lot of people in one place. Yeah, like, small area, I guess. By the way. I think it was the liquor and alcohol, because, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in restaurants and people are like, here, try drinking this. I'm like, well, stop yeah. licking the bottles after people. Well, that, it certainly didn't help. <laughs> no, it didn't. So in case you guys haven't picked up on things, we're, this is our post-Gen Con episode, and we're going to talk about those four, and for many of us, five wonderful days of gaming up in Indianapolis. So, uh, you know, first off, like... <laughs> Seems like a lot, majority of you guys got there on Wednesday, didn't you? Well, yes. I actually arrived in India on Tuesday. Oh, sweet! Because uh, I was like, I'm gonna need a day to well, not not so much to adjust because I work second shift, so the like four or five hours time zone difference. Yeah, that's not that's not a thing. I kind of operate on that time zone already, but it's like I remembered the queues from last year, and I knew that like it completely sold out this year, and it was. They did, that was with the extra, what, 15,000 tickets they laid on? Yeah. Yeah, something uh, like that. So it was like, mmm, lines are going to be a thing. Yep. I'm going to want to get up nice and early for roll call. I'm going to want to, like, leave a day. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, the first half of the day is roll call, and the second half of the day is question mark. Yep. Yeah, you I know. got there Wednesday, like, around 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and that was after... <laughs> After driving, after being awake from about 7 p.m. the day previous and like going to work, leaving from work and driving across the country to get to Indy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was up for a, a long time and I proceeded to stay up for even longer that day. <laughs> yep. That's a good uh, idea. Yeah. We're going to uh, provide also- you avenue for you to defend yourself to later. Like, I mean, I, I know you need a place to stand on Wednesday night's activities. Yes. Um, so so Wednesday for me was uh, a lot of driving and then a lot of drinking and then a lot of not remembering what was going on in the game that I was in because uh, <laughs> I managed to luck myself into a uh, Adam Scott Glancy game, one of the guys at um, Arc Dream and Pagan publishing uh 
who does a, a yearly like World War One scenario for the guys over at RPPR. Um, and since uh, Ross was staying in my room this time around because they needed a place close to the convention center to do RPPR things, um, I got invited in. Uh, it was a great time, uh, but I brought like four bottles of whiskey. And they're all at half by the end of the night, and I don't remember about three quarters of the way through that game. Like the last, like, like the final act, I was just gone. Um, I remember rolling dice and there being people in my room, and that's about it. So if you go over to RPPR and l- listen to the Uncorrupted, I'm in that game, uh, so, and I refuse to listen to it because. <laughs> I already hate listening to myself, and listening to myself drunk isn't going to sound all that much better. The turnaround on that was actually really quick uh, on when they they posted that, because I remember um, I'm on the Patreon, and I was listening to it on the plane out of, it was either into or out of Providence, uh, and that was like five, six days after. Yeah. Which is Uh, a good turnaround time for for Ross, like, stuff in day nine is, like, clearly recorded before Trump, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think he drops Galactic Games as soon as he can. Um, my Wednesday was just the drive up. Uh, I fixed my last year problem of doing what Noah did, of driving, of working and then driving at God Awful Mount. And yeah. then, uh, but this year I still uh, repeated my mistake of the first day of Gen Con of trying to pass out on the interstate going 70 to my hotel. Ooh. Oh, jeez. That's a fun game I play every year. Open to stop doing that, but <laughs> yeah, that's a it's one of those things you probably want to, to mm. let go. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to let go of it, and then you know, people make me be social. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad that you all made it up there, uh, dude. I told everybody through, since I bought tickets or got tickets for Gen Con, I was like, yeah, I'll probably be able to skip out work Wednesday and go to Gen Con early, and I well. This is a, it was actually the second week of school, the first full week of school. Sorry, I already went ahead and burned my personal days. And I actually had to work that Wednesday. I couldn't weasel my way out of it. So had all my sub stuff ready. It was about 4 in the evening, 4.30 in the evening. My wife uh, got the kids. Uh, they I picked up my – well, actually, my daughter's dropped off at my school from the elementary school. So she was here, and like my wife picked up the kid, and I was getting ready to leave. and then. I get a phone call 30 minutes later, and she's broke down on the side of the interstate with a flat tire. So needless to say, I had to go change a tire, follow her to Walmart with the donut, and then, you know, I didn't actually hit the road for Gen Con until 7. I think I got up there about, ooh, 4, no, no, about 11.30. But um, here's my first little bit of advice I've, I learned. Like, So I lucked out and got a room at the JW. With mm-hmm. uh, our good friend Micah Nielsen, mm-hmm. uh, picked up a room, so I've stayed with him and Tech Difficulties, uh, Greg and uh, Dave. I can't remember Dave's last name, but I, I play with him all the time on Discord. Like I, my wife, because she's a good mother hen, takes care of me. She actually called the JW and said, "Yeah, there's no problem with you," because I don't know, dude. I don't get out very much. With me dropping, like stopping and parking temporarily in front of the hotel and hauling my stuff in, right, and then like. I went ahead and left there and went to the mall. This is just like, I guess, what you say, maybe quarter mile, maybe less than that from the JW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I parked there and walked back. 
And you know what? That's one of the best things I did at Gen Con, man, like the parking at the mall. It was $22 a day as opposed to Greg paying like 45 or $48 a day. So my entire Gen Con parking experience was 88 bucks, which shit hey, can't beat that. Not bad. Here's a, here's a little bit, a little other tidbit I noticed. I'm a bastard, by the way. I feel sorry for my friends in the hotel room. As I was walking back, I went through the convention center, and I noticed that the wheel call line is open all night. I did not know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so, it's open all day. Literally, all day. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, quarter till 12, and I was able to get in line, and in 15 minutes, I had my tickets for the next day's events, which was great because I had a, a 9 a.m. game. So if you do go in late, swing by, pick your stuff up. It's a uh, very minimum weight, not a lot of people there. And beats the hell out of the opening day line, let me tell you that. Oh, yeah, definitely. So that's pretty much our, you know, Monday and Wednesday. Did Nathan did the, and Patrick, you, did you guys meet up with any of the group me, RPPR fans? And like, did we, did you all get to do anything fun that evening? Uh, let's see. Wednesday was mostly. Lunch, I think. We did social shit. We didn't game a whole lot. Uh, okay. The end of the night turned that way because that's what's going to do. Yeah. Yeah, I remember Wednesday, I remember being in the room when you guys were setting up for the Glancy game, and that was when I was sort of sketching out my day and my day planner. Nice. Like, okay, I'm setting yep. up my some like, you know, you get, you get the program and you go through, like, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I ended up doing, like, a quarter of it. Um, but whatever. <laughs> uh <ugh. laughs> Did we do anything? Shit, it was. Uh, definitely, we got drunk Thursday. Definitely, we drunk. I think we got drunk Friday. Did we get drunk Wednesday? I think. I think. I don't. I don't know about Wednesday, but there's like a general theme of Gen Con is playing games and getting drunk. At least yeah. with like our Weird. kind of group of friends and stuff. <laughs> Beating you people alcohol and watching as I sit here sober and laugh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, Wednesday might have been when Lonnie and I were playing. Um, Joking Hazard? That may have been the Thursday. Okay. That was, that was fun. We had a game of Joking Hazard, which is the, the cyanide and happiness. Um, apples to apples, you know, formula, like the cards against humanity thing of, of, like, everyone has cards to answer a question, like, scenario thing. The way the game right. works is um, each card is, like, a completely out-of-context panel of a comic. And so one is drawn at random. Someone has... The, the, the judge puts down... And that's that's the the one that's drawn at random is the middle card of the three panel comic, and this being said, and happiness, it can be anything from like, "Hey, how are you feeling?" to like, um, full on BDSM sex. Full on BDSM sex. A guy hiling Hitler. Um, some guys puking into each other's mouths. Like it can it, it ranges widely, and then the judge puts down a card from their hand to either be the setup or the punchline. More commonly, it's the setup to that middle panel, and then everyone else has to set up the punchline out of the cards from their hand. So it's like, you know, um, you're all moved into college, son. Uh, oh, God, how could this happen? Blank. Like, what is this reaction to? Uh, yeah, and that's, it's, it's a good game. It's, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I can see it needing, like, decent number of expansions to keep it fresh, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Definitely. Those those kind of games always need like some sort of semi constant like re upping to to keep everything yeah. from getting stale. Yeah, which I guess is a is a feature, not a flaw with that. 
<laughs> for the business mm-hmm. model, yeah. Yeah. The the whole thing Wednesday, uh, rolling over Thursday here. Um, <clears throat> this year I said I was going to play a lot more games and do a lot less panels. And for the most part, I only did three panels, whereas that's all I did last year. But I had a 9 a.m. game with Kevin Culp, which is the uh, creator of Time Watch and mm-hmm. Owl Creek Trail. I just another. I have to look it up on Pelgrane. But so I sat down and played my first game of Time Watch. Time Watch is one of these games that I honestly, when I was getting in role playing, uh, getting back in role playing, I backed the Kickstarter. I have the book and all that fun stuff, but I had never touched it. So I got, I got a chance to sit down and play it and. This I is had the gumshoe time travel time cops mm-hmm. kind of game, right? Yeah, it's it's neat. It's I'm, it's my go to run it next. Actually, I'm kind of working on that for us. But I I know it, he did, he's a great he was a great GM. It's a great product. It's very similar to you know pretty much all the other gumshoe games. Obviously, one of the big features I do like about it that I picked up on is that your time travel ability. You can spend points and, you know, t- travel time and like reduce situations. So for example, we were playing the, uh, we were playing like the something codec. I can't remember. It's actually one of the free RPG of the days. I'll, I'll look it up later that Pilgrim did. And we went to meet Da Vinci and Da Vinci's like people working in his shops. Like, I'm sorry, you can't meet with Da Vinci. You got to have an appointment. Boom, spin a point, roll dice, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh yes, I see you right here in the book. Okay. So, and you could do stuff like that and place weapons and things like that. I mean, so I was, I was enamored with it. I didn't get to finish the game because it was, I had to go to the meeting, but it was great. Have you heard of Continuum? I've heard of Continuum, but it seems crunchy. <laughs> is that, is that the batshit one Caleb was talking about? It's, yes. it is roughly, Three bats shit. Um, yeah, it is like one of those ones where it's like this is a really well thought out model of what time travel would probably look like in like a society of time travels, and is also insane, so I can't touch it. But like, it's yeah. fascinating. It's, it's, it's sort of like outsider art as a role playing game. Yes, uh, Continuum. Uh, a friend of mine, and he's also in the the RPPR group, me and stuff like that. Uh, Dan VK. Um, he has like most of the continuum books. I actually oh, there was a line. <laughs> there's there's you... like three. There's like three or four books, and you I managed to find. Try to play this. I found one of them for him. Um, but he he has like this dream goal of running a continuum game at some point. So, like that's yeah. that's it's and, uh, it's, yeah. it's one of those games where it's like this. If time travel was real. This is like the amount of like information you would have to process to get it to actually work kind of games. Spoilers, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It, it has that kind of, some of the similar mechanics, like you can um, risk paradox to be like, yeah, of course I already time traveled back from my future to tape a gun under this desk. So of course I have a gun. As long as you, at some point in the future, go back in time and tape a gun under that desk. I think one of the mechanics you can do is like, Burn time off your lifespan to sort of step out of a scene where, like, you're in a plas- you're in like a crashing plane, and you're like, okay, I will step out of the scene using my time travel ability. Go learn to fly a plane for five years or something, and come back, and you you have the ability See, to fly a plane. 
When you said that, I thought you were just going to be like one of these Saved by the Bell Zach Morris moments where you just step aside and start talking directly to the camera. Well, kind of, kind of. Oh, um, um, the police force in like Time Traveler City is Joan of Arc over and over again. Like she is, there's like a thousand of her at different points in her own timeline. There's a whole organization of thespians whose job is it is to stand in for historical figures who are assassinated by people who have just discovered time travel. Oh, poor Hitler. Literally the quote on the description for that organization is, don't ask us how many times we've been Hitler. Oh, wow. Every time yeah. someone discovers they're a time traveler, they go back in time and kill Hitler. And these guys have to step in and go, okay, one of us needs to be Hitler because otherwise time is fucked. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, so. it's yeah. Continuum is is interesting. <laughs> Did anyone else do anything that morning before in uh, before the meeting that we had? And you're going to have to help uh, me with the name of the place. Uh, I just hit the dealer's room. Like after, I I wasn't as hungover as I expected myself to be. Like I felt pretty good actually. Can you do a quick victory lap by telling us what you found in the dealer's room? Because that's bullshit, and I'm happy for you. <laughs> so I, I went to the dealer's room, and like I went to the Arc Dream booth and said hey to all the, the fine people there, which they actually recognize me now, which is like a little personal goal of mine has been fulfilled. But uh, going through the dealer's floor, I actually managed to find at the Half Price Books booth a copy of Delta Green Con- Countdown, which is an out-of-print uh, Delta Green book for $60. And that's, this is from Half Price Books, so that tells you how much this would normally be going for, if not more, on eBay. It is actually available for like print-on-demand from drive-thru and stuff like that, but finding an actual original print copy from the, the, the couple of printings that they did was uh, a pretty good get, in my opinion. So. I'm, I'm yeah, I, I had something similar on Thursday. I also went to, to Arc Dream. And it was something I wanted to do. Like It was definitely my first thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I ordered one of those uh, Delta Green Windbreakers. Yes. Uh, that they were doing limited run of. And then the Royal Mail decided not to tell me it was held up in customs. Uh, uh... So, so it went to the UK. Stayed in the UK for a bit. And then went back to Shane Ivy in Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, and so like a few days before Gen Con, he was like hey, um, we've had some shipping issues, can you clear this up? Or are you a Gen Con? I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a Gen Con, just, just hold it at the booth for me. Um, so swung by, collected my jacket, and then picked up some of the DG Fiction books, which nice. are also um, pretty expensive because they're mostly print-on-demand now. Uh, yeah. So I got Dark Theatres, which is an anthology. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and Glancy was telling me like that was one of the last five they had of the last print run, so I'm have that pretty quick. And Denied to the Enemy, which is one of the Detwell novels. Yep. And again, like, even, like, ordering off of Amazon, those would have run me, like, upwards of a hundred, uh, hundred each. Yeah, like, limited runs and print on demand, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah, oh, I picked up, and, uh, Denied to the Enemy. Nathan. So, yeah, and then, oh yeah, Nathan, what did, did you get anything good? Yeah, I'm sorry to interrupt there. Uh, nothing Thursday before the meeting. Say we were saving the swag for the end, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that stuff then. So, Fogo de Chow. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. Noah, you, dude, you should, that's one of these things you should be kicking your ass with. Like, when I was left Kevin Cobb's game, I told him where I was going. He's like, say no more. And then he, like, he, he knew of the place too. Like, that's an amazing place. I did not even, like, bat a tear when I paid $45 for my lunch. It was great. Nice. So it's $45 is extremely reasonable. Like, Oh yeah. yeah. Joe was talking about, uh, how they used to go out to the place, uh, and it was about run them 70 to 80. If I went to one of those, like, there's one of those style places, which is a, for context of the listeners, a Brazilian steakhouse. One of those places where they just, men walk up and down the restaurant with meat, and you sort of signal, yes, I would like meat. And then go, hello sir, this is meat, here is knife, (laughs) slice, slice, slice. And you go, yes, thank you for meat. Uh, so it's sort of like a bottomless pit, and so like, yeah, there's one of those places near my office, and like, yeah, it would have run us seventy pounds a bit ahead. It's pretty trendy. So, yeah, yeah, we, we caught it for the lunch deal. So it's Brazilian steakhouse, and well, I had oh man, they had like parmesan, like encrusted oh, yeah. pork and chicken, and and Jesus Christ, I've never had bacon like that in my life. It was like oh yeah, it was like black pepper and brown sugar bacon. Yeah, oh, that was good. It was dessert. So no, no. Regards to say, we, we when we left that place, we were kind of like the you know the anaconda that swallowed something way too big. And yeah, you're all a bit lethargic, huh? <laughs> Actually, Dan was more invigorated than anything. Well, then he, Dan, so. To be fair, protein's a good energy source. So like, yeah, I was set for the day. Oh, he was. He, Dan was in his element, and it, like it was fun. So at this at this dinner, like a couple of the RPPR regulars were there, and it's just uh, a lot of us from the group. Me showed up, and it was just I don't know, man. It just it was a good way to start it off. It's they had to put food. together like three tables. Mm-hmm. It, it was a mob. We had yeah. a, I think we had eighteen. What's the head count with it, Nathan? Mm, Nineteen. Nineteen. Okay. I wouldn't count Richard. We mildly got lucky in that Ivan got fucked. Yeah, Ivan Ivan could not make it this year. That's a shame. It was uh, scheduling conflicts and all that stuff. This happened. Okay. But um, I think while you guys were meeting, I was just wondering the sales for, and then I went and took a nap, I think. So I think I took a nap until like later in the day when everybody met up for like games and hanging out and stuff. <laughs> I can't even remember what I did after the meeting. I mean, we I, uh, we played Micah's base raider game. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you were there too, Noah. Okay, I did show up for that, oh, didn't second I? Second co-host. Second yeah. cat. Ah. <laughs> no. Suddenly, cat. Suddenly, two cats. The problem is the first cat is fine. He's sitting quietly, and then the second one is gone. Hello, I will join. And he's so, very I, friendly. He's this was like my second my second ever base Raiders game. But I enjoyed it. Tom Church from RPPR sat down and played with us. And he played the uh, knee-high size guy, the lizard character. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, remember mm-hmm. the guy's name. I don't know. It, it was just great. Just be, There was no one in. We were at the Grand Central Station. Mm-hmm. Sat down. Mike was great. Just, I don't know. Had a good time. I you have to tell me what I did after it, Nathan, because I still don't remember that either. Uh, I think I abandoned you after that point. So I did. To be honest with you, I never even set foot in a dealer's room till Friday. Hmm. I just I did I did the did the social thing, and that's one of the big things I enjoyed about Gen Con the most. Um, you know, I didn't want to spend my money till the tail end and things like that, just in case something kind of you know jumped out at me. 
okay. So that's pretty much my Wednesday. I mean, Thursdays. Anybody else got anything on like anything new? Play games? See something cool? Yeah, Thursday I got a, an Eclipse Phase game, which was pretty fun. Um, it was called Sympathy for Uncle Silence, and it dealt with like the fucked up politics around Jupiter. Okay. Uh, so it was like, it wasn't like, oh god, horrible tentacle monsters, but it was like, there's this political issue that if we, if we let play out the way we think it's gonna play out will lead to, like, uh, nuclear war, try and solve that. And I was a guerrilla lesbian trade unionist, so that was fun. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. We're playing second edition or first? Yeah, that's what I was gonna um, First. It, yeah. uh, they've only really started promoting second edition. Sweet. Yep. That night, uh, Lord, I, we just met up, did the whole open area to get it to JW. I got to mm-hmm. play Tentacles and. What the fuck was that card game? Tentacle Bento. Ten, Tentacle Bento, which was anime themed and very unique. And I, you know, I, I can't tell you much about it. Oh yeah, and we played a uh, Boss Monster or like what was it? It looks like a Nintendo cartridge, like the box. Yeah, that sounds like Boss Monster. And that that was really fun. I, I like Box Boss Monster. If I had friends that live locally to play board games with, I would have definitely bought that. What you wouldn't want to show them the glory that is Tentacle Vince, though. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> Tentacle Bento's not really an icebreaker. I mean, it's a deal maker, but it's not an icebreaker. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, um, I think Thursday, you know, yeah, Thursday night for me was mostly just kind of hanging out, talking with people that you know I only really get to see in person, maybe once a year. So yeah, yeah, I've never seen you at the open gaming area. Just in. Uh, we were also, I don't really think that's officially an open gaming area. I just don't think there's events scheduled there after a certain time. So we just come in and like take it over. We we claim it in the name of yeah, of, absolutely. Of PPR in our podcast. That's, that's, that's pretty explicitly. <laughs> we play Griffin Hall if there weren't fucking D and D nerds in there, but there are too many of them. And I'll be yeah. honest, if they put a fucking trash can in that room, I'd put shit in it instead of leaving it on the table. Yeah, the they they don't ever put trash cans in those rooms for some reason, and I don't understand why. That's bizarre. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. Um, I think this. I think Thursday was the night we were playing. Uh, choking has joking has it not not the Wednesday. I think Wednesday. Yeah, because you were trying to claim my fez as your point hat. It wasn't, point. <laughs> it wasn't your point hat. <laughs> were you oh, using sorry. as a point hat? No, I don't think you were. <laughs> Fair enough. I saw it. There was a big game going on there. So. Right. Yeah, after after Joking Hazard, we switched over to Sentinels, which is a default card game. Sentinels of the Multiverse. It's, you know, build your superhero team and punch bad guys. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Let's see. And here's one of the things I'm going to roll over Friday with this one here. Here's something that amazed me. Well, not amaze me, but, I mean, you pay all this money and you go through all this effort to go do the games and stuff like that. And it's just all about the people. My Friday morning was... Dude, I had such a, such a great Friday morning. I had a game scheduled noonish with Greg Sozi. Nice. For doing the, uh, I think it was called uh, Thunderhead Mesa. It was a U- Unknown Armies game. Been really getting in Unknown Armies over the past year since the release of the new edition and just had a great opportunity. Jumped at it. Felt like shit, by the way, about something, but I'll tell you about that in a moment. But 
I had time to kill. I woke up, looked around the vendor hall a little bit, stepped outside, and I took a little, to be honest with you, I also took a little break from non-smoking. Like, I haven't smoked a cigarette since, but I knew that I'd be hanging around, so I broke down after I changed the pack, uh, changed the tire and bought a pack of cigarettes. So I stepped outside to smoke a cigarette, ran into David from RPPR. I told him I was carrying a bunch of stuff back to my room to, uh, like, I, you know, I picked up in the vendor hall, mm-hmm. and David followed me. He, he had some alcohol that we were going to drink later at night. He wanted to store up in the room and some books, and we did that, and me and him got a cup of coffee and just sat outside the JW and just shot the bull for a good 45 minutes or an hour. And I don't know, man. That was just – it was a really tranquil, chill way to start the day, just good coffee, good friends, and I don't know. It's it's one of the one of the shining moments of my Gen Con experience is yours is doing that. It's always good to have a little downtime during the convention so you don't get overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. Friday for me was primarily running uh, I ran Delta Green Convergence for a group of five people on Friday, which was really fun. Everybody had seemed to have a really good time uh, and it went pretty well. So that happened, and then afterwards was the RPPR meetup, I believe. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of hanging out. <laughs> but yeah, up until the the meetup, it was just mainly the the game. If I went, I think that morning, me and Kyle, my co-host from Maple Syrup Blood Money, uh, snuck into the Fairfield and got breakfast <laughs> <laughs> because the DW doesn't give you breakfast. <laughs> I like how you think. Like, <laughs> did you get free food or not, Noah? It'll, it'll we did get free, we did get free food from the Fairfield, which was get, not get free. Let's say what you did. Did you steal food? Yes, I stole food. Did you steal breakfast? <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, quit pussyfooting around on this shit, man. It's all one big hotel anyway. It's all owned by the Marriott. I'm paying yeah. almost a grand to stay there. They can suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Those eggs put them into the red, Noah. They didn't even have the eggs. <laughs> They're all out. Yeah, that, that, that was pretty much me. I'll, I'll t- touch back on this real quick, and I'll turn this over to everybody else here. Uh, Thunderhead Mesa, I was standing outside that game, like waiting for Sozy. And uh, um, there's this guy, There's like I, I ran into him, and he was standing there, like just we were looking for a table, and I asked him if he was in the Unknown Armies game. He told me, you know, yes, I am. I think, but like apparently on the day of Gen Con, uh, registration for events, he got two tickets for it for him and his brother. And then his brother decided he didn't want to play. So he went back to drop his brother's ticket and it ended up dropping both of them. I go, was that later in the day? He goes, yeah. I go, man, that sucks. You know when I bought my ticket? Later in the day. He's sitting there telling me that like, I think I may have bought his ticket. I'd like to think I bought his brother's <laughs> ticket. But, you know, the, Greg Sozy showed up. There was somebody else that actually had a ticket. Everybody showed up for the event. Well, we got it recorded, by the way. I'll post it later this month. But, like, I felt so, like a heel. Oh, yeah, well, hopefully you can get in this game. And that ticket was burning a hole in my wallet. But, like, I didn't really want to admit to him there. So, sir, I don't remember your name, and I do apologize. If you do happen to find this recording, I bought your brother's ticket and not yours. I would never do that to you. I just want to put that out there. 
And then I think later that day, I actually was at the uh, Unknown Armies panel. So I, after I gamed with Greg, I went out and actually recorded the the Unknown Armies panel, which I'll also be posting on RPX sometime this month here, too. So it was all that up until the group me, or group me, shoot, the uh, meetup. <laughs> uh, Nathan, how about yourself, man? Like uh, Friday? My Friday was mostly spent being uh, social and wandering the dealer hall. Uh, before the meetup, the main thing I ended up doing was playing a couple of board games while somebody else ran Slasher Flick for the main uh, for the main chunk of the group. Uh, the right, that was called, Jen running Slasher Flick, wasn't it? Yeah, she was the one running it. Uh, for uh, I'll talk about Pixel Tactics whenever we get to Swag, because that's the one I actually picked up. But game-wise, uh, Tom pulled out 10 Minutes to Kill, which is the furry John Wick game, as uh, we kept calling it. So the idea behind the game is you get a, everybody gets a character token and then you have to, you get three more tokens. You're hunting the three other tokens while also attempting to avoid getting caught by the cops. You build the map uh, and have multiple ways to kill somebody, whether it's up close, uh, tile away with a revolver, or wherever the fuck you want from a sniper rifle, as long as it's in a straight line. So it's a yeah, it's furry John Wick, except the cops aren't smart enough not to get involved. Interesting. You're also not allowed uh, to kill the cops. <laughs> the way the uh, the way the point values work is it's one for your targets, negative one for wrong targets, three for if you identify assassins, and negative 1,337, I think. I think they did a leak joke for cops. Wow. Their point was well taken. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's, it's a super simple game at the beginning, but then it becomes – it's surprisingly a bluffing game that you get you can get really into. That sounds fun. What about you, Patrick? What was your what was your Friday like, brother? I think Friday was the day I planned the most and executed the least. Nice. Like I, I initially planned a morning red markets game, and then like that was like at nine a.m. Then I sort of woke up and was like, "Well, this has already been on for an hour." Uh, oh well. <laughs> uh, in my defense, I've been drinking the previous night. Wait, that's not a defense. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Let's see, yeah, there was Dealer's Hall, there was a lot of social stuff. Uh, I think I managed to grab a couple of, um, like, 101 podcasting uh, seminars, because I've, I've been thinking about doing my own thing for a while, like, before I, I joined up with you guys, like, something yeah. something semi-local, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, uh, the guys, I think the Nerds Domain, it's called, had uh, a very, like, frank, like, not like, here's how you're branding, but just like, no, here's, like, like good hardware to get here's like good table etiquette here's mm-hmm. you know um if you're gonna do multiple games do you want to do it in multiple rss feeds like like that kind of thing kind of kind of nuts and bolts of, of ap podcasting uh which was really productive uh i picked up a game called um red flags which is another one of these um very simple, like, drinking game, uh, apples to apples kind of thing. The idea is that you're, you've got two sets of cards, white cards and red cards. White cards are, like, descriptions of a person. And your, and red cards are negative attributes for that person. And so the idea is you're playing white cards to try and set the, the judge for the round, who is sort of this, playing the role of a lonely single up with some, with your friend. So you think, like, um, airline pilot who owns a private island. Sure. And then everyone sets out their, their, you know, this guy I know, this guy I'm going to set you up with. And then 
they go around the table again, this time using red cards, the red flags, to sabotage the person to their left. So, like, I play novelist who is great at gymnastics, and the person that lets me play the airline pilot who uh, owns a private island, and then go, hmm, yeah, but the airline pilot mm, literally only speaks in hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> uh we we played that uh i think later that day we did uh i, uh, I really liked it i really liked the demo and so i was like well this is what i'm playing tonight yeah uh, played, we played, played some a few of rounds of it i think my one of my favorite combinations that i played for the person i'm trying to set the the main player up with was astronaut fireman <laughs> Which it's just sheer nonsense, <laughs> but it, it's it's great. Like that's it's super fun. It's definitely a great twist on the um like the uh, cards against humanity apples to apple style game. I think my favorite combination was genie with a twin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, and yeah, and then Friday was uh, the meetup, and I think we all we all met up there, so we all sort of know what happened. Uh, yeah, we yep. missing anyone, or should we describe the meetup? I mean, the meetup was kind of recorded. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, well, mm-hmm. how, highlights of the meetup, like um, you know, uh, I, I enjoyed. Of course, obviously enjoyed it and stuff like that with uh, the RPPR crew. I got to win. I won the. Well, I didn't win, but I was an honorable mention in the name Aaron's death character like thing and I made a Tennessee Williams comment and yeah I think we both were actually mm-hmm. and I, we, did you get did you get kill explosion as well yes I also got oh, kill explosion I'm high fiving <laughs> you across the pond brother <laughs> so what we're saying is RPX kill explosion AP confirmed <laughs> yeah we're definitely gonna have to break that out there. campaign <laughs> oh god so if you guys listen to that you can also hear us like you know carrying on during the yeah. panel but you can also hear me call our good friend Richard a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Um, it's about that Williams. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love him. But so, you know, afterwards, like, I actually left as soon as um, the panel left, and then I ran into you guys out in the, the parking lot there. So I don't know what happened after we left. I had to call and check in with the family. We so, proceeded uh, to the JW. There's a lot of, uh, like, Wish-washing around, trying to figure out what was happening, and then we all ended up at the JW at some point. Drinking gin and tonics and playing Channel A. Uh, Making yeah. sure Micah didn't run into people with the banner. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was there was a great procession of people sort of going like, the fuck is RPPR? Because for context, uh, Micah has made this like full, should probably be hanging from a dictator's window <laughs> banner. For, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's a battle standard. Like yeah, and so we were just like walking down this thing that it, like it was so huge he had a hard time being able to hold it and also see past it. Yes, because like, it's thick; it's like canvas. Yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I didn't fuck around. <laughs> it was even better when he was getting stopped for pictures. So yeah, Mike could just yeah. stay on it for ten seconds. Just you know, add some more time to this journey. It's fine. <laughs> to be fair, I think I think we gave RPPR like ten listeners from walking down the hall with that banner. <laughs> yeah, probably. We got business cards. Um, but yeah, so I know, uh, I ended up at the table with, um, Ross, uh, Jeff Barber, who'd made Upwind and Blue Planet, um, Adam. Okay, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. 
my other co-host Kyle, uh, Jeb, Copernicus. Who else was That's... Joe there? I think Joe was in and out. Joe okay. DP, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we end up playing Shit Happens. Oh, before that, Noah, come on, it's a it's a tradition now. You please bring it next oh, year. So so I it's become a tradition now because oh, I bought God, it last no. year and I bring it. Oh. I, I brought it this year. I brought WWF Battle for the Belt, which is a terrible WWF <laughs> board game that I force Ross to play like every year now, and <laughs> it was absolutely bonkers. We uh, it was me, Kyle, Ross, and Adam playing. And then we occasionally got Jeff Barber to roll dice for us. But we were getting proceedingly drunk, drunker and drunker throughout the evening. And this really just kind of kick-started it. Um, <laughs> so I played that first, and Ross hated me every minute of it. Then we did uh, Shit Happens, which um, Jeb had brought, which is a game where you basically you get a five cards that have like different terrible things on them and they have like a number associated with them. And then the person to your right will draw a card from the deck, uh, tell you what it is. And then you, you have to guess the number, like the number on the scale that it goes on. And if you get it correct, it goes near your, your pile of cards and the first to 10 wins. Some of these things are like, really out of scale it, it's really there's a lot of subjectiveness to it subjectivity can uh, i give yeah, an example all right I'm, I'm just going to give an example i apologize yeah. for those of you at home all right so apparently it is worse for you to shit yourself or to shart to use the technical term it was like a 95 but you watch it walk it in and we're catching your parents mid-coitus was like a 60 or something like that like I think I could get over, like, you know, cleaning my pants over that. But, you know, I, you really learn about the author of the game. First of all, I would quibble with you equating sharting with full-blown shitting yourself. I think there's a degree of volume <laughs> indifference there's, there. Yes, and there are, like, multiple cards and, like, expansions that do, like, different degrees of things. But there are some that are, like, very close to each other. Like, one of them, I think, was, like, losing a thumbnail... Or like losing a toenail, and the other one was having a toenail like broken off, and mm-hmm. like they're they're not, but they are like different ends of the scale for some reason. Yeah, yeah it's, one would it's just re- be going without you, you, like not having it. Like in the abstract, you look down at one toe, and it's just a nub of flesh. <laughs> yeah. The other one involves like a dude with a hammer. Yeah, I don't know. Which um, one so yeah, so it's it's. A lot to deal with, like, what the creator of the game thinks, whichever one is more severe, rather than your own kind of subjectivity. So, it's uh, it's weird. It was fun, but it's definitely, it's bizarre. Um, and then we played uh, Iron and Ale, which is a Dwarven, like, Dwarven drinking game, card Jesus. game. Dude, you fucking, you'd bond Scott out of that game if you played it by its rules. That, that game's impossible. The yeah. amount of alcohol you'd have to drink. Yes. Uh, so you get like different, you collect like, um, resources or like you go and fight monsters and stuff like that. In between that, you get like different, uh, event cards that you have to do. So it'll be like, you know, everybody has to lift up the table with their, just their pinkies and the first person to drop the table loses. Or the one I got, I got two that were kind of harsh. One was, uh, pick somebody at the table 
and have them slap you. All right, that was uh, not harsh. We saw how Kalos slapped you. Oh, he kissed hey. him on the forehead first. Yes, there's the there's a video of it. And then the other one uh, was have somebody sit, pick somebody at the table and have them sit in your back while you assume the planking position. There's ones that are like push-up contests, uh, things like that. So it's a lot of it can be fun, but at the same time, like the end game is apparently like really terrible. I wasn't really paying that much attention. People were just handing me cards. Um, and yeah, the amount you you choose your drink wisely. I'd recommend getting like a nice low alcohol beer, especially if you plan on playing this for like a long time, so you're not absolutely friggin' tanked afterwards. Um, yeah, we were drinking whiskey, and then we actually drank all the whiskey, and the whiskey was yeah. gone, so we just started just passing <laughs> cards. <laughs> I think so. Um, uh, so that was that. I also played in a um, Delta, Green. a Delta Green game with Aaron. Kyle, Micah, and Jen, as things were kind of wrapping up. Um, it was fun. Uh, Aaron ran it. It was... RPVR, I don't know if it was, Aaron. Avatar War. Avatar War, yeah. Uh, which yeah, is no, on the, for the Patreon. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, he wanted to run that for us. So, it was a good time. It was decidedly nerdy and very much an Aaron thing, but <laughs> I can't say that I didn't enjoy it. Weird. So, but that was my Friday. So, what about what about you guys, Nathan, Patrick? Like, we I were think we were there. Fridays largely intersect because we were all kind of in the same room, getting drunk and playing card games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the only thing that I think I did that we hadn't covered was um, Channel A, which is a game based on the cards. It looks pretty old. I don't know how long it's been out and how many. Uh, there's only, I think, with a, a one edition because we we're still waiting for them to do a reprint so we can. Mm, yes. More. Yeah, they've they've <laughs> been trying to do a reprint for like two years now. It's been out of production for a while, um, and I think that one set of cards is Jen and George's, and they just bring it with them, so like it's super beat up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, for for the listeners, um, Channel A is a game where you take the role of TV executives pitching shows. But the title of the car of the show you get to pitch is based on cards you draw from a deck, and uh, each card sort of is a single word that you then string together to make your pitch. So it's like you get, you know, neon and princess and steel and dragon genesis, and you're like, okay, I have to pitch the show Genesis Dragon Princess Neon. Uh, in response to some cards that uh, the director has played, which give you a direction in the form of a genre. So, um, Cthulhu Mythos and Moe Blob. We did get Moe Blob. I don't remember what the uh, the second card in that round was, but one of them was Moe Blob. We did have to explain Moe Blob. Um, some of them was like you know post like post apocalyptic fairy tale or utopian and high school. I think I meant no. I think it was Moe Blob Utopia. That was what it was. <laughs> So, um, yeah, yeah, and um, and and it is it is one of those games that sort of devolves into shouting because it's all about making pitches and you end up role playing even though it's a card game and not ostensibly a role playing game. Yeah, yeah. Um, all of the uh, the card titles, a bunch of them are actual like pull phrases from titles of actual anime and things like oh, that. Oh, sure, and- like Sakura from Card Counter, Sakura 
like yeah. most of Neon Genesis Evangelion is in there. Yeah, Full Metal. Seed, which yeah, is a, a go-to, go-to uh, card. I spent at least a total of 40 minutes flipping Sean and Jen both off for making that joke. Oh, that's all bad. I wondered what the fuck was going on. Yeah, no, there's just images of me floating around with my middle finger held up at them for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like, I know the first time I played Channel A, like, a couple of years ago, um, I I got, uh, when I was the director, I had um, RPPR David sitting right behind me, and I got, um, I think it was Urban Fantasy, uh, High School, and Boy Love. <laughs> Or like my genres, cool. and I was like, "Well, I, I'm gonna have to play Boy Love. I know that, but but David, which one of these should I go with?" Like I had him like pick the decider on on my genre. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, no, it's it's a really fun game. We're, I do wish they would uh, get on that that reprint edition. <laughs> yeah, man, get that Kickstarter going. Yeah, Saturday. God, I'm trying to think what I did. I think Saturday I didn't know of those early morning things. Got up and I had a game of uh Knights Black Agents. I was I was wanting to play all these games that I own but never really got a chance to play much, you know, Sands Unknown Armies. Met up with a group of people. I had a wonderful time playing the uh shit. Van Helsing Letter, which was another one of those uh RPG free RPG game. Uh, kind of like scenarios that Pilgrim put out and, mm-hmm. you know, just great time. Uh, you know, man, I really want to start. It makes me want to really start a campaign for the Dracula dossier, which would be great because if you ever ran a campaign in Dracula dossier, we could take them two totally different directions. I, I love how the oh, yeah. whole thing is skinned, but so <laughs> I've, I've got all the Dracula dossier stuff. Like I've got the, the actual, um, was it the Harkin Hawkins papers and all that? The actual props and stuff. So, did you get the deck of cards too? Yes. Okay, I never did get that. Uh, if you were supposed to contact Cat and she'll send them to you. Oh, I don't know if I backed at that level. I have to double check. Yeah, yeah double check that. Okay. So, mine weren't shipped with the rest of my stuff, and I had to contact them. So, okay. Um, Saturday for me was mainly uh, I had another game of Delta Screen Convergence. Um, no, it's the same game I ran on Friday. Oh. Uh, Nathan was Hi. in that. <laughs> yeah, he was in that, and they actually did a pretty decent job of solving the problem. <laughs> uh, right, we'll call it that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll bite. How did you solve the problem, Nathan? Um, full auto fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lethality damage flying around. Um, did you do that trick you did to me? Please tell me you did that. Did do it no, nobody lost enough sanity. Like, oh, you, uh, would you have done it in my name though? Yes, totally. I totally would have done that. Oh, oh yeah. Speaking of that, face. was there anything actually in the reservoir? We never got to that. Oh, uh, it was full of proto matter. Oh, okay, it was just full of full of goop yeah. to eat up things. Yeah, it's, it's tainted water. Yep, the whole town is is. Yeah, no, we got to that point. No, no, unfortunately, had to kind of lead us when we weren't getting to the idea of, hey, they give you the spray to check where things are. You yeah. want to get it in the water? Eh, no, why would we do that? Spray it in the water. Oh, yeah, we spray it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I've learned with con games is that, like, you kind of have to lead the players by the nose to, yeah. to certain things. If you oh, want yeah, to especially investigative games. 
Yes. Yeah. Well, I'll get them to all the story beats. I wasn't thinking that direction. And with the two players else that were there, I kind of felt a need to abandon them at one point so they would take initiative. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you guys did a pretty good job. After that, it was just, you know, a little bit more shopping around and then the Delta Green panel and then our thing after that, which we will get to. Yeah. That's a special thing. I had, uh, I was busy Saturday on top of the Delta Green panel, which we recorded for Arc Dream. And they mm-hmm. have, a, I'll link it in the show notes. But we also, I recorded the Eclipse Haze panel. So I'll be posting with, they're talking about the upcoming, you know, second edition rules. Those guys, those guys at Post Human Studios. So mm-hmm. had a chance to catch that. And, you know, so it was quite informative and they're hilarious. So definitely recommend if you haven't, I don't think they got the open backer kit up for pre-orders yet, but you know, I, I did pick up also a set of the clip phase, the two quick guide, quick rule yeah, guide. The quick guide yeah. Yeah, so it looks neat. Like I never did really learn the clip phase one, but I'll definitely do that. Oh, was this the day that was Saturday? The day I don't even remember. If, Nathan, did you go to the Granite Restaurant? I'm trying to think of what it was called. Granite House or Granite? I think that's the day it happened, but I was occupied yeah. because I forgot my badge and then got stuck behind the cosplay tour. Oh, okay. I guess I had dinner with. Uh, with uh, Tom Church and Micah, and she I'm trying to think who else was there at the table. Tom's friends that he mentioned, uh, the one, mm-hmm. yeah, they were there. And, oh, uh, Chris Farmer. Got to hang out with Chris oh. Farmer. He's a cool guy. Nice. So then we'll go into Delta Green. What about you, Patrick and Nathan? Um, I had a game of Mutant Year Zero, which is a post apocalypse survival game uh, run in. The Mutant Zero system. Uh, so everything's D6s. Uh, rolling a number of dice equal to attribute plus skill. Your survivors in whose enclave is like a, a, a banked up, I think, cruise ship in, in the New York Bay after the, the water tides have changed. And you're sort of going into different parts of the city to scavenge. The, 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 the game master was really cool. Uh, he had this sort of, sandbox thing going on and had a leather bound journal that he he was running for multiple groups and so each group had made notes in the journal and we were sort of adding to that so that as we were going on it was sort of like we were consulting in the past like don't trust this or this person but that each scenario he was running was kind of different um so that was a lot of fun um yeah that sounds really cool yeah no i was running because i'd recently picked up um, before, before Gen Con, not at Gen Con, but I picked up Tales from the Loop, which runs using Mutant Year Zero, and I was like, I should get in the game to, to learn this, because it looks really interesting. Huh. Yeah, what is that? I keep seeing that pop up, and... Tales from the Loop is, if you've ever seen some of those pictures that sort of float around places like TG and, and that sort of, like, looking for near-future sci-fi inspiration of stuff like, you know, kids out in the field, and then somewhere in the background is a giant robot. And it's just kind mm-hmm. of like life with this sci-fi kind of thing. Yeah, that was by a Swedish artist, and they were all sort of part of a series. And then someone said, like, let's make a game of it. So it's kind of like a Stranger Things or It game. It's about being kids and solving mysteries in a weird town. The idea is that your town 
um, is a worker community for like this cutting edge, super huge, super advanced uh, particle accelerator. And so there's like alt history in terms of like tech developed a different way. So it's the eighties, everything's VHS, but also there's robots and flying trucks. Huh. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It looks really cool. Uh, I, I saw it in the shop and like, uh, in one of my local shops in Leeds I was like, that looks really cool and interesting. Um, I don't have time to learn another game system. I should get in a game that uses this engine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you were trapped in, uh, cosplay hell, Nathan, I guess. Uh, after Noah's game. Yes. And that was mostly only bad because, uh, I asked somebody to come watch my stuff. So I was wasting his time. That's really the only reason that was, um, uh, that was poor. But otherwise, after after Noah's game, uh, it was it was all social, all social mm. social. Whereas last year, I didn't quite know anybody, and therefore it was you know games and panels. This year, social oh. social, and I don't yeah. really remember a whole lot of Saturday. I think I was also beginning my concred. It kind yeah. of started and then died, and then came back with a vengeance. Oh, you relapsed. <laughs> yeah, I won't you know, take it as I was mainlining. Lozenges. Yes, oh. yes. I'm I'm very grateful that you brought those too, because like <laughs> that's one of the things I totally forgot to grab on my way up. So. I did want to mention. I remember Lonnie. You know, we play with Lonnie mm-hmm. all the time. Like Lonnie was at the, the Granite Restaurant with us, and that's another one of these little moments where you spend you get to spend with someone that you don't ever see any other time. Yeah. Uh, after we. Walk back from the restaurant. I decided to go look for a toy for my daughter. I wanted to pick her up. She's into the Five Nights at Freddy's bullshit that, you know, all the kids are. And, uh, Lonnie and me, we walked around the vendor hall and just had, I mean, just got to just converse with him. And that's another one of those kind of just awesome memories I had just, just hanging out with Lonnie in the hall. So yeah, I was going to say, Nathan, if you weren't being social, I think. Jen would probably come crashing through a wall to grab you and make you be social. <laughs> the purple hair is, in fact, downside. I was literally yeah. one of the beacons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else for you, Patrick? Um, no, so we get into the Delta Green panel where, um, obviously, you guys get to, you should listen to it. It's on the Unspeakable Earth feed, uh, listeners. But I just want to talk about the idea of... Um, one of the questions that someone asked at the Delta Green panel, which is uh, yes. running um, Delta Green in the Harry Potter universe. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. That's a real thing that someone said. Yes, that's a real met. question that was asked. Did you see, though, did you see uh, how that went over? So they, <laughs> oh. they, they talk about your product, and it's an amazing, like, I mean, I can tell you, like, I alone back that. Delta Green at $300 on the Kickstarter, stuff like that. Okay, looking on my shoulder. Okay, wife is aware of that now. Going to have to talk about that later. Uh, <laughs> but so, like, so they had this nice series, like, serious, well, it's not serious, because, like, I swear, it's yeah. like watching a Delta Green panel, it's kind of like watching those Muppets, like Statler and Waldorf, you know, the old man in the balcony, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. hackle. It's just like watching one of them where they talk about cosmic horror. And so, all that's going great. They open the floor up right out the gate. This like first yeah, question. Like <laughs> and this this dead wheeler had this smile on his face, like I'm trying to be cordial. And you like, could it's watch just, them. You know, it's a shame there wasn't a video because you could watch them all visibly straining, not to say, "Don't do that. That's wrong." Yeah, like, Even though it like, clearly oh, is wrong with you. Like you're a 
customer and someone who's interested in our product, we can't tell you not to do it, but we really obviously wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Detwiller has a working relationship with Rowling. He was just like, mm, I don't think this is to go. Yeah, he, he used to work for, I think, WB Interactive or something like that, so he's he's had interactions with J.K. Rowling uh, based on, like, some of the Harry Potter games they were doing, and, like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's not... Because, like, they're talking about how, like... They want to do Delta Green, but it's the Aurors, like the the magic cops within <laughs> the the Harry Potter universe. And just like you could just see everybody go like, What the fuck is this well, guy on? In fact, I looked at you and you looked at me and I mouthed, What the fuck? And then I looked to my left and there's a man sitting right in front of that guy. So like I mean, I saw the dude he was like it wrapped attention waiting for them just to open his <laughs> yeah. world. And there's this dude sitting in front of him. It's just like he, he's, his hands on his, his hands are on his, I mean, knees and he's just looking at the floor, just shaking his head. Just like <laughs> that, that was a highlight. I rotated like 270 degrees in my chair to be like, go on. Yes. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's hear how this goes. <laughs> But yeah, so go listen to that. Um, we, us and Ross both recorded it and gave it to Unspeakable Oath. So it should be up on their feed, if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's um, on so you feed. should go listen to that. And it just, just for that question alone is, <laughs> is worth listening to, let alone all the other great stuff that they talk about. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's Ken Hyde, it's Adam Scott Glancy, it's Shane Ivey, it's Dennis Detweller. Unfortunately, Greg Sozi couldn't make it. I mean, like, it's fun. Like, that, it's, one of the highlights of my Gen Con the past two years is just going yeah. to catch that. Speaking of highlights, oh god! So Let me start this. So uh, I'd already talked to Ross about like we had dinner uh, at one of the restaurants on the bottom of the JW, and he was talking like, "Hey, you know, Dennis Detler is going to be running a game after the panel." And, you know, there's some spots open, so so long as, like, nobody else comes along, uh, you're more than welcome to to join in. And I was like, fuck yes, yeah, so I'm going to get into playing a Dennis Settler game. It's going to round out my collection of games run by the creators of Delta Green. And so after the panel, we were kind of hanging out and talking. I know, uh, Patrick, you were talking to Shane Ivey about some... Uh, yeah, I, 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 was, I was picking his brain about, like, I had ideas for... Because I used to live in South Korea, um, how to work the very real horror of North Korea into mm-hmm. DG and how to work that balance without making it like, because you know, doing the whole like the Nazis were secretly vampires thing is just cheap and exploitative, and I definitely didn't want to do that. And ideas for that, um, right? And so, like, we haven't talked about that. And also, I was coming up to say hi to you guys because I haven't had a good chance to talk to you and Adam. Uh, yeah, yeah, because we were all sort of drinking and gaming and like large groups, and we easily get fat. <laughs> this is my first time to so like, like talk to you guys and, and chill for a bit, and then I sort of so, got dragged along into the game because I certainly wasn't aware. It's was like, oh shit, there's a game. Um, yeah, cool. So, so uh, Ross was like, hey, so we're all just kind of standing there talking to uh, Dennis and Shane, and they're like, all right, well, we're gonna go run this game, and Ross is like, hey, you have room for all these guys, so. It ended up being the three of us along with John Marin and Simeon Cogswell, who both work for Arc Dream, uh, all getting dragged into one big Delta Green game that Dennis was running. So we made the trek to the JW after some searching for a Oompa room. 
and then Dennis started running a game for us, and it was super, super good. We didn't get to finish it, unfortunately, because it was kind of a, like a two or three session kind of thing. And <laughs> it was getting pretty late, and there was once again there's alcohol involved. Um, yeah, man. Uh, like as we're saying about investigative games, like because he was the game the, the game he was putting to us was like really investigative. It was like weird shit is happening in these specific rooms of an of a apartment building. Yes. Go. It's like, uh, uh, like, shit, I've been yeah. going solid for three days. I don't have the brain space to come up with, like, yeah. Um, yeah. so, yeah. It, I tell you, I could, one of the things I remember, like, I could tell which one of you guys did I do this to? So I was, we were walking, we went from like Grand Central Station up to the JW and took a big walk yeah. and all that. But as we were getting ready to leave Grand Central Station, I turned around to one of you and just kind of. It was me. Oh yeah, I clapped my hands together <laughs> next to my chest like 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 an excited little kid. Like I, that was, yeah. it caught me totally off guard. I was, uh, I, I enjoyed it because like I was like expecting us to to like go and like all of you were kind of hanging around and then you just kind of got you, you were stuck within the event horizon of the Deathwither game, so you were just kind of sucked into like our little caravan uh, over to the JW. So. Uh, but it was a really good time, and I'm glad you guys got a chance to play. Like, yeah, getting to play with second, the computers. Yeah, the second yeah. game with Detwiller and Glenn, uh, the Detwiller and, and Shane. I was actually in Operation Fulminate last year. Oh yeah, that's right. The, I remember um, that Kickstarter. One of the Kickstarter backer games. It was sort of mm-hmm. what made me go to Gen Con in the first place. Which means I've yeah. had two Detwiller games, and he hasn't killed me yet. <laughs> Not yet. He hasn't had last year chance to this year, but. <laughs> So, yeah, and that I, that's actually, it's kind of weird that we say this. That was like one of my highlights, but at the same time, I did, I, I enjoyed playing with, uh, with everybody at the table. Uh, first time I ever got to actually play with Ross. Ross has ran games for me on Patreon and mm. stuff, but I, I missed not getting to do the social thing with all her friends since it was Saturday night and all that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I did regret that, but it was, like, uh, you know. Yeah, but it, fuck that. We're going to a Dennis Detwiller game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I, I see know. how it stands, Noah. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Damn but, right. But dude, I, like, Shane hands me a book. Like, he, like so he's getting pre-gens. So, like, <laughs> he hands me two books. He's like, I need to make copies or I'll rip pages out of this. Well, we had to wait anyway for food, so I ran off. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a fucking FedEx and the JW. I didn't pay a damn bit of attention. It wasn't Starbucks. I didn't notice it. So I go down to the front lobby. And it I was literally the- right next to Starbucks, though. Yeah, well, yes, my powers of observation. Uh, Patrick, if you get shot on the street beside me in America, chances are I'm probably not going to be a good eyewitness. I'm just going to go ahead and put that out there. <laughs> like, I saw I walk up to the counter. I walk, I, I walk up these two books of this person. Work and I go. Can you make some copies for me? And they did. Like it amazed me. They, <laughs> I, this, this woman was like, "Do you want them front and back?" I'm like, "If you could duplex them, that would be great." I need this page to this page and this page to this page. And then I just stood outside and smoked a cigarette and I just waited for them to get done. So it was like I enjoyed the, uh, you know, the fact that you know, I'm sitting there, I cast on the JW staff and the JW staff is being more than accommodating. So. <laughs> Thank you, JW. Yeah. Nathan, what uh, happened on the other side, buddy? Hmm? When we uh, abandoned you to the wolves? Oh, abandoned me to the wolves. Uh, more Sentinels, more Channel A. Spoilers, Sentinels is our default. Yeah, no, uh, Micah and I went to go get you guys food because uh, after Ross came to get you guys, asked him to get you food. I wanted food, 
And then I realized there's no fucking way Mike's getting that back. And I about got us Bruce Wayne parents in an alley. Oh, shit. Oh, Mike was pretty convinced somebody was going to come out and mug us. It was a fun game. And then afterwards, <laughs> oh, I, I escalated up to, uh, don't worry, a small child will uh, attach to us instantly and die and become Bruce Wayne. I've <laughs> <laughs> um, not been taking his fear seriously. <laughs> oh, man. So that's actually one thing I want to say real quick. Uh, Micah, if you're listening to this, you are a goddamn saint. Not only did you keep us hydrated during the Adam Scott Glancy game, which was a godsend because I probably would have been a whole lot worse off after that game had it not. He also went and got us food and like soda and stuff like that during our Detweiler game. You are an awesome, awesome dude. And you shared a hotel room with me. You invited yes. me into your home. Like you're my friend. I, I say it from the bottom of my heart. Love you, man. So yeah, you're um, right. <laughs> no, now that we've had this moment, um, let's go for the sad goodbyes. Sunday, I didn't do shit, man. I went to the vendor hall, finished buying everything I was going to buy. Got to take a picture with Noah. So there's a picture out there of me and him together. There's actually two of them. Uh, yeah, I'm slightly taller than you in the photo, but I'm sure it was. <laughs> See, like, that's not exactly <laughs> difficult for you, uh, Mr. Tallboy. Uh, you know, I, Got to meet up with a few people. Didn't get that. I regret not getting to see you, Patrick and Nathan. I wish I could have saw you. Um, I was I, also in the dealer's hall and just so huge that we were just like, Oh God. Yeah. We, we could have been in there for the same amount of time. We just never made eye contact. It's just events. Yeah. I was, I was coming down with bird flu, I think, or something. It was getting pretty sick. So I just left <laughs> and drove all the way back. And a little side note and I'll end. This is pretty much before we go into swag. Like the things that I learned from Gen Con. All right. On the way up, if you stop at a steak and shake and eat in the car on the way up and you leave like just the wrappers in your car, that it just ferments like a fine wine <laughs> over four days. When you drive back home, it smells like you're driving in an armpit. Like I just, <laughs> that was my trip. It was three and a half hours of armpit. Jesus. So don't do that, guys. Take this shit out of your car. You'll be better yeah. off. Thank you. So my Sunday was mainly packing up. I had to leave like really early to drop Richard off at the airport. And then I came back and took a nap. Uh, then I helped Ross get his stuff ready to go and helped him load up the van. Then I got my stuff ready to go and went to the dealer's hall one more time, say bye to a bunch of people, grab any last minute things. Um, and then I went and met uh, Kyle and Kat. Uh, who we then stumbled upon all of the RPPR people, uh, one last time, just kind of chilling in the hall, and we, you know, shot, shot the shit for a little bit. Then I left, went back to do the room for one last check, uh, said bye to Patrick, because I saw him at the Starbucks. And yeah, then I got on the road and drove 12 hours back home. Whew. And was very sad. Because Gen Con was over. Yeah. So, Nathan, like, I think you would have been the next one to go home, probably, since uh, Patrick had an extended stay. Yeah, no, my Sunday was spent oversleeping my checkout time and then immediately going home. I didn't even go back to Gen Con for Sunday. Nice. Yeah. Patrick, how about yourself, man? Like, you had a bit more of a, like, so you were sick. You were getting sick at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, I was beginning to get sick at that time. Um wasn't too bad. I also went to the dealer's room to do some final haul 
Um, this was sort of my birthday trip because my birthday is late July. Um, hmm. So like we sort of, I sort of pulled all my holiday good, my birthday good ones to that. And my dad was saying like, "Oh, go and go and find some, find yourself something, buy it, and I'll comp you for it, and I'll be a birthday gift." And I was like, "Oh shit, I haven't done that yet. I need to go and like do a final swag thing." Um, so I ended up like not buying anything singularly huge, but got like swung by uh, the Indie Press Revolution. Um, and got, what was it? Let's see. Both books of Call of Cthulhu. Um, the Necronomicon and Unashbrilichian Katzen. Uh, I got cool. The Skeletons by Jason Morningstar, which is a game about being the animated skeletons that guard a tomb from, from adventurers. And so the oh, game, I remember you, yeah, I remember you showing me that. Yeah. Yeah. Ragnar Rock did a natural play of it. And it's really interesting. And so like the, Time is sort of done really interesting there, and it's, it's sort of about decay and entropy and falling apart and gradually failing, so it's kind of bleak and sad, but interesting. Uh, I also picked up Headspace from there, which is a cyberpunk game about, uh, basically about TACnet. Um, it's like cyberpunk, you have this TACnet kind of setup where you can share skills among your party, but by doing so, you're also sharing your emotional baggage. So, like, I'm a demo guy with anger issues. Anyone in the party can use my demo skills, but they get my anger issues while they do so. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah so that was pretty cool. Um, I also decided, like, if I'm going to go in next year, I'm going to do it in cosplay as a Delta Green agent, because I've got the windbreaker now, uh, and I don't want to bring a gun on a flight, or, like, something <laughs> that looks like a gun. Um, Weird. So well... What's weird? So do you want me to equip like you? Flashlight in one hand. <laughs> flashlight in one hand, and it's like there's like these leather and crafty guys uh, all around the dealers' hall. I wonder if they have like um, cool books that I could use as like an, an eldritch tome for part of my costume. And, and I found this um, leather-bound, like blank pages in a note. Like it's just a notebook, but it's kind of cool and big, and it's got a lock on the front, so it looks really imposing. Um, and Dennis agreed, because uh, I'm, I'm a patron of his as well, and he was doing sketches for the Patreon guys to give it a cool occult symbol on the front page. So it looks all kind of ominous. So that's going to be my costume next year if I go and cosplay. Nice. Uh, Delta Green Agent with a copy of An Australian Cult or something. Was, was there a Red uh, Marcus game Sunday that you jumped into? Or? Um, th- there was. Um, one last piece of... Well, I guess we could do swag. Um, I'm sorry. We'll do swag later, I guess. Um, but I met up with Sam Johnson, the guy who arranged the, the meeting, and we mm-hmm. swung by Game Science, the guys who do the Precision Dice Company, and they got a D-fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is like a D20 with like each side of the dice, each face has like 13, I think, which is it sort of start like a clock face and then also one in the center. So it's a D20 Jesus. that functions as a D1 through, I think, 240. Christ. Uh, it's a dice that goes with three pages of instructions, because that's a, what you want from your geometric <laughs> shapes, right? Instruction manual? <laughs> Instruction oh, manual, yeah, that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Uh, and then after that, yeah, it was a, a live 10K game uh, of Red Markets with uh, Adam from Technical Difficulties was running it, Laura was playing... Rachel was there, who uh, made a new character. Uh, mm-hmm. she, so she's so just went in, and Lonnie was also there, uh, playing Martin Luther, the the child soldier. 
Uh, and that was good fun, and it'll it'll show up in the feed. I don't know what three months down the line, four months in the future. Sure. In the future, I'm not sure how how built up we are in the background. Uh, and that was like the the last thing. It might have been the last game when I Gen Con. <laughs> awesome. So with Providence School, I've never been. Yeah, Providence is really nice. I managed to get a good hotel near the center. I was in the Biltmore, which is nice and central. Um, I I think I got a good room because. Necronomicon had just ended, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, it was the same like, weekend. Yeah, Necronomicon and Gen Con are basically in the same weekend, so it's like, if you're into to Lovecraft gaming, you go to Gen Con, and if you're into, like, the fiction and the writing of Lovecraftian fiction, you go to Necronomicon in Providence. Um, so, like, the hotels were, were empty on Monday and, and Sunday. Um, so I went there, uh, flights were and got there, um, didn't get there as long as I'd like because I was coming down with Concrud, but my idea was like, um, a walking tour of, of some of the, the Lovecraft historical sites. So College Hill was really near the hotel. And that's where like the Shunned House was and, um, the Catholic Church that's the basis for the temple and church from Haunter in the Dark. Uh, the Athenaeum is, is around there, which is the library that Lovecraft and Poe used. So I was sort of hitting all these, these sites. Uh, there were a couple of memorials as well to Lovecraft. They were all put up in the 90s by like mm-hmm. S.T. Joshi and Mike Mignola and that sort of crowd. Cause yeah. like everyone around there loves Poe and then no one cared about Lovecraft until like 1996. Yeah, pretty much. Did you go out to the, the graveyard? Uh, I, I went to the church. I didn't go into the graveyard there. Okay. Uh, no. I, I suppose I probably should have, but like, it was yeah, the um, first thing on the stop was the church. Nice. Yeah, uh, I actually managed to go to Providence like a couple years ago when I was working in Boston. And uh, I went out to the graveyard where they have his like marker and all that. And oh, the I didn't really get Providence headstone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't actually get a chance to tour any of like the, the buildings and locations and stuff like that. So it's mm, cool. It's a beautiful beautiful district. It's like right in the city center, but it mm-hmm. has all the old like colonial painted wood houses. Nice. So it's, it's like oddly serene in the middle of a urban area. Nice. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Oh, cool. cool. Uh, so right. well, I think we can run over our swag real quick. I'll go first. Cause I didn't buy hardly anything. <laughs> so man, I tell you what I picked up. Uh, I'm so impressed with time watch. I had everything except the GM screen. So I picked it up. Ooh. Uh, grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed a, a little fox toy for my daughter from Five Nights at Freddy. It's not foxy. It's a white and pink one. I have no idea what it's called. Bonnie? Anyway. One of the, the, the bunny? Uh, no, she's a fox. It's not Bonnie. Oh. But anyway. oh, in like three, they came out with like different designs. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Toy, it's I think it's Toy Fox or something. Yeah. So I picked it up and I became father of the year. Uh, a friend of mine, <laughs> like after the fact, sent me a copy of the God. What's it called? The Chaosium Fantasy Game. They were giving out starter guys for. Oh, Galarantha. Yeah, Galarantha. Yeah, RuneQuest. RuneQuest is the game, and Galarantha is the, the setting. So I got a copy of that, and to be honest with you, like. I looked over stuff and I looked and like, like everything that like I didn't really like come in mind to find anything. I went over art dream stuff. I had PDFs of most of it. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'll tell you what the truth is. 
I finally just got paid for the first time since May because I'm a teacher and it was long summer break. So I was starting to feel the uh, financial crush. So I just kind of, like I said, picked up that thing from Pelgrain. I resisted the three for four offer that they always get me on. Yeah. And I, I do regret uh, not getting more more stuff, like I said, but I, I'll just pick it up next year. But, you know, that, that was mine. So my, my, my swag was a little less uh, uh, nice. But what about, what about you guys? I think I went through all my swag, actually. Uh, I think we were talking about all of that. Yeah. Um, uh, my dice, my books, the RPGs, the Woodbaker jacket. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I got everything. I was going to say, I didn't get that much this year either. I picked up a Fez because I have no willpower for fucking adorable things. Did you also <laughs> have a Vaporwave shirt? Uh, no. Swear to God, the guy like in front of me in Will Call Line had a Fez and a Vaporwave shirt, and I was like, what is this aesthetic? Literally, what so, is this aesthetic? Yeah, no. If, if, so that guy was basically if if Ross and Nathan fused. <laughs> yeah, and when I say vaporwave shirt, I don't mean like oh, it was like a button-up thing with like kind of funky designs. It was just a T-shirt with the cover of Macintosh four twenty. <laughs> <laughs> Did the fez have Cthulhu on it? Yes, it was. It was a uh, horror in the Orient Express fez. Okay, close enough. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's how, that's what I ended up. I saw one of those and I couldn't resist. Uh, I ended up with another edition of Munchkin, because why the fuck not? Uh, uh, Munchkin Kung Fu, uh, you know, it's just Munchkin, but you know, 80s Kung Fu nonsense. Uh, and Pixel Tactics is the only new thing I picked up. Uh, it's a deck building, uh, competitive game. So you are up to four wizards going through a dungeon, going to kill the dungeon lord. But wizards are dicks. So you're not working together. You are trying to be the wizard who earns the most fame. <laughs> nice. So you build your deck to get various amounts of spells, like, you know, the special name spells that then give you basic spells. And uh, so your goal is to get the last hit. Not, not uh, If you can spread out your damage to make other people waste their turns, do that if you can't kill anything. That is the point of the game. Good old fuck your body game. It's a good old just knife stabbing right in the back. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Let me go through my. <laughs> so from the Art Dream booth, I picked up uh, Old Ones Rising, which is a compilation of the Unspeakable Oath issues eighteen to twenty one. Uh, I picked up um, print versions of Caligati, um, oh God, Observer Effect, and. Uh, the Brashomon one, um, um, Star, um, Chamber. Um, um, Star Chamber. Yes, Star Chamber. Um, I picked up uh, Denied to the Enemy and Strange Authorities, which are fiction collections. Uh, and that's about it from them. Uh, over at uh, Posthuman, I picked up a copy of After the Fall, the Quick Start Guide for EP2, and then another copy of The Devotees, because I gave my original copy to somebody. Um, I also got a Surya sticker. Oh, because, yes. Because Adam Jerry likes me. Um, sweet. He's a real nice guy. Yeah, no, they're super cool. Um, we're actually looking to have him on, uh, Maple Blood Money really soon. So nice. Nice. Keep an eye out for that. What else did I get? I got, um, Cthulhu Confidential and The Thrill of Dracula from Pelgrane. Uh, The Thrill of Dracula is basically just a collection of, um, Ken Heights, uh, little essays on different Dracula movies that he was doing during the, um, uh, the, the Dracula dossier. 
yeah. Dracula dossier uh, Kickstarter and like the, the the process of writing it. And it has a review of Dracula 3000, which is a terrible, terrible movie starring Casper Van Dien and Coolio. I've seen it. Yes, so have I. It's so dead. so bad. <laughs> um, but yes, if you ever want to hear Ken Height's opinion on that, it's in there. Um, I also picked up uh, The Genesis, The Killing Game, which is a campaign for The Genesis uh, Rebirth. Um, I picked up uh, two adventure books for Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 2nd Edition. Um, I got my copies of Unknown Army signed by Greg Stolze. Oh, me too. Uh, I got two expansions to the new Paranoia, which are just a bunch of cards. So I've got uh, more Redacted Societies and Mutant Explosion, which has a card that is basically me. It's just called Colorblind. Um, Aww. Uh, so I, that's most of it. I also picked up a couple of dice and a t-shirt over at the Catalyst booth. So it's uh, a pair of Shadowrun D6s and a... Um, Shadow Run Maria Mercurial Tour shirt. Nice. Um, so is that, uh, that's is that it. Gen Con for us? Yeah. I think that was Gen Con for us. <laughs> nice. So that pretty, if you've, if you've listened this far, thank you. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, I honestly, it was great. I, next year it's going to be in like mid or late July. So I, yeah, it's going to be a lot earlier. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward we to need it. To rep red markets. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Shill, 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 shill. Which yeah. uh, the day we're recording like, this? Yeah. What were you saying? No. Oh, I was just saying the day we're recording this. Uh, Caleb got his uh, print copy in the mail, so it exists as a thing now. Now, just all the other copies have to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like yes. I've only ever run one con game before, and um, I don't. Usually, like, if I'm going to go on a trip like this, I wouldn't want to run things, but I might, if necessary, run a con game next year of Red Markets. Yeah. Just to help the shilling. Yeah, I think um, Adam from Tech Difficulties is uh, making, like, uh, compiling a list of potential GMs for next year, so. Yeah. Yeah, he and Laura have put together um, con packets. They they playtested it last year. Yeah. And uh, they've also asked me to chip in some of my scenarios from the uh, the induction packet I wrote, which is a series of setting generic jobs. They can be sort of plugged and placed into any part of the US. Nice. Cool. Well, here's looking forward to next year's Gen Con. Now, with Chris being absent, we I usually always rely on him for this, so I'd like to take a quick moment to thank Ghostmast for use of their song Critical Hit as both our intro and outro. Uh, if you would like to check us out, we are on uh, com, and we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Row Point Exchange. We're on Twitter at RP Exchange. And yep. please, if, if you like what you're listening or what you're hearing, please leave a comment on an Apple somewhere. Perhaps Apple's platform. That would be great. We No, just we, write it onto an Apple. And I really thought this was a short joke about Noah. <laughs> I thought that's where that was going. <laughs> Damn it. Shove it into an Apple and please we'll carry it to Noah. Yes. <laughs> and he'll pass the word along. So, 
Well, with that, with that being said, uh, like, thank you all for showing up. And should I do the cat? Like, should I do the cat? It's, uh, 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 we need a squeeze and a squirt. To follow up with our, uh, po- pre gen con, you know, gen con guys, all you need is a good squeeze and a squirt and don't eat it. Just take a shake. Yeah, no. We didn't think this through. Yeah. No. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Don't ever give up. Not all fights are won by skill. Some are won by luck. Don't ever give in. You've got to keep on trying till you lose or you win. Cross your fingers, roll the die. Wait with hope for the big two O. Cross your fingers, roll the die. Let it go, let it go, let it go. Let it roll, let it roll, let it roll.